When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. America's fastest growing TV brand, TCL, brings you Mackie and Judd. How soon after the season did you tell him how you feel? Four days. Four days after the season. Four. How clear were you? Have you ever known me to hide anything? I'm just asking. Look, look what happened today at breakfast. I know. Have you ever known me to hold back? Mm-hmm. No. So there, there, there's the answer. I, I was completely honest about everything. About everything. What, what is he communicating to you um, as all this is going on? That everything is moving along. That's what he's saying. You know, we know where your mind is at. Um, we're doing everything that we can, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I went into practice today and I competed. And right now, I know Tibbs. He's in there by himself. He locked his door and he's smiling. He's laughing. I, Tibbs, I know you, man. I know you. He's like, yeah. You think he's happy with what happened today? Yeah. Tibbs, like me, he likes confrontation. He might not tell y'all. Yeah. He likes it. I was just having a conversation with someone in the hallway over here about. This dynamic, and then Jimmy Butler made it in that first soundbite. Jimmy Butler made it very clear that he demanded a trade four days after the season. Okay, so any questions about, oh, did Jimmy put the team in a bad spot? Not really. They knew in May. When did they get bounced? April. April. So April. they knew. So they, they knew got in April. From the first round, April. So they knew leading up to the draft for a month and a half, right? So, so no, they didn't put him in a bad spot. Jimmy Butler broke up with Tom Thibodeau in April. A half a year ago, and has continued to tell him the same thing all summer. So the relationship is effectively over, even though it's Jimmy saying, I, I, I love you, Tibbs, but I ain't going to work here anymore. All right. Jimmy comes back, throws a bunch of hand grenades into the practice gym yesterday. And rather than Tom Thibodeau saying, All right, this has gotten toxic. Like my ex, now my ex is, you know, trying to blow up my, my home. Right. He sits back and says, Yes, yes, this is exactly what we needed. This is exactly what we needed. I think your mic's off. Maybe that's the way it should be. No, it's on. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, on. I forgot to fade it up because Judd's no, leave microphone's his, Leave his mic off. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, I said this in hour one. These two, if I was Glenn Taylor, I would go to these two and say, gentlemen, basketball's out right now. You're both going to therapy. They need therapy. No, but well, I, the, wolf, the wolves shouldn't be on the hook for that, the, right? The, uh, well, official, these two need help. The official last day of the season for the wolves was uh, April 25th when they lost to the Rockets, 122-104 in Game 5 of that series. All right, so so four days after that would have been... April 29th? April 29th. Unless okay. Jimmy's talking about four days after the NBA Finals, which Still. I don't... Even then, like... I want to know very on. I want to know very simply what was conveyed to Glenn Taylor. 
Has it has someone nudged Glenn Taylor yet? Do we know is is Glenn Taylor in the state of Minnesota right now? Well, you just said in the, in the the Strib's piece today, he's he owns the paper, but he's declining he, comment to that paper. Yeah, I want to hear from Peak him. Wolves. Peak Wolves. When Chris Hines, the Wolves reporter for Star Tribune, tweets out Glenn Taylor in parentheses, who owns the Star Tribune, has declined comment to the Star Tribune. <laughs> because why? Because why would you not want to put something out there as of right now? Because no one on the Timberwolves side has said anything. Glenn Taylor has said nothing. Tom Thibodeau has said nothing. And yes, he does technically still represent the Timberwolves. And they canceled. Even though he really represents Jimmy Butler and Bernie and Lee. They canceled practice. Yeah. So so Jimmy Butler goes on national TV yesterday and last night and absolutely torches the organization up and down. Yep. And that's so that's the lasting public impression that we have in our laps right now. And the Wolves, in response, A, have no response, and B, cancel practice. With I think a preseason game tomorrow night against Correct. the Bucks, right? So against are they the just going to roll into Milwaukee yes. and play the Bucks tomorrow? At this rate, absolutely. And 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 <laughs> Sham, and Shams reported that Butler held a players only meeting today. Jeff Teague then tweeted Shams back. That's fake news. First tweet in about four months for Jeff Teague, by the way. Gorgie Jeng, Gorgie Jeng has taken to Twitter to fillet yeah. our guy Dane, Dane Moore. Moore. Yes, but yeah. and and that's totally different. <laughs> I think that's because Dane mentioned Gorgie being in trade talks, which by the way is absolutely one hundred percent accurate. But John Lucas the Third, who's the player development coach, also tweeted at Shams that they hadn't met. But here's what's really weird they about said, that: like, what what team meeting? What team meeting? Like that. Yeah. But here's what's really weird about it: Jimmy Butler told Rachel Nichols again that they did meet. John Lucas the third, if you could follow me here, is represented by Jimmy Butler's agent, Bernie, Bernie Lee. Lee. So why would Bernie Lee tell his client, when his client's also Jimmy Butler, that they didn't meet when Jimmy Butler is trying to get it out there that he did hold a meeting? Okay, it's, there is it's, no it's, control here. It's well, hold on, it's one of two things. Who is in control? Well, Glenn Taylor, ideally, but who is or, in charge I, here? Oh, hold on, hold on. There's, it's one to what Judd said. It's, it's one of two things. Either Bernie Lee and Jimmy Butler are flat out lying about this supposed team meeting, that players-only meeting that happened today, or a players-only team meeting did happen, but it didn't include John Lucas III, who's a coach, Jeff Teague, and two or three other third-string players that he ran with in practice yesterday. Like, is it possible that a meeting took place and it involved Taj Gibson, Carl Anthony Towns? It would involve Jeff Teague. Andrew Wiggins. It's not possible that it did not involve your starting point guard. So what's so why would did or here's the third possibility? Did they, <laughs> keep them coming, did, baby? Did they script all? I mean, we know that they scripted at least the practice portion, right? I mean, oh. they knew ESPN's coming to town. We're going to put on a big show. We're gonna we're gonna drop a bomb on everybody. Was part of that initial plan, and then the next day, Jimmy's going to have a meeting with these guys, and he's going to tell them off. But then they just didn't get to that point because they canceled practice. I have no clue at this point. <laughs> it gets more confusing. Is Jimmy leaving? <laughs> Can Tibbs let him go? These are the days of our wolves. Or Doogie with option number four here via text message. Or Jeff Teague was at the team meeting, and so was John Lucas the third, or maybe he wasn't because it was players only, whatever. Uh, and then they they just don't want it out, so they're ca- they're crying fake news to. The most credible reporters of the NBA. Honest, oh my god! Honest to God, I just want somebody from this organization to actually address something. Uh, so what? What does Jimmy Butler want? Here's a clip from him 
talking to Rachel Nichols last night somewhere downtown Minneapolis. What do you want, Jimmy Butler? Do you want money? Do you want do you want to win? Because if, if you want to win, I don't know why the Nets and the Clippers would be on your list originally of teams to go to. And let's be honest, it's not like Miami is burning the Eastern Conference down right now, especially if you have to trade away a couple key assets to get Jimmy Butler. So what does he want? It's not about money. So tell it's me not. what it's about. It's about like saying, we need you. We want you here. We can't do this without you. And that was the disconnect all year long. Like you're, you're saying one thing and you're saying it and you're saying it and you're saying it. I mean, I've, I've learned enough times in life that, you know, saying something is completely different than acting upon it. Say actions speak louder than words, whatever quote you want to use. And when it came to that point, it was like, I let y'all know what the deal was as soon as you traded for me. I told you the truth from day one and I will continue to do it. And I did it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, slap in the face. I, I don't know how to put it, mm-hmm. but it made me think like, maybe I'm not that important to your organization. That is how I took it. I could be wrong, could be wrong, mm-hmm. but that's how I look at it. And that's why you get the quotes that is all over the internet mm-hmm. from me today, because I felt the type of way I held it in. I haven't said anything to anybody. It's my first interview, Rach. Yep. I haven't said anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, it, and it comes out. Yeah. It comes out. So that's, that's what it's all about. I just wanted to feel wanted. I just wanted you to be like, yo, we, I don't think we could do it without that guy. So essentially this whole thing is all about Jimmy Butler's ego? It's all about his ego? And money. He's a fraud in saying that it's not. He's lying. This is why I compared it to Terrell Owens in Philadelphia. Because it's that, a good that, was, that was a that, I like it. that was a contract thing. Well, and it's also and that was because you remember that that was because To was mad because he went to he went to management and was like, "I want a new contract. Look what I did for you guys last year. You went to the Super Bowl. I need a new contract." And he was mad at Donovan McNabb because Donovan McNabb didn't back him up on it. But then when the time came for Brian Westbrook to get a new contract, Donovan McNabb backed up. And put in a word for Brian Westbrook and T.O. to quote Jimmy felt some type of way. It's almost the exact same thing and as T.O. in Philadelphia. And it's also two people who we don't get brain wise. We we don't get it. Yeah. I mean T.O. I never I have never gotten him, and he's just got his own way about things. And I think Jimmy is very much the, the same way. But I do think it's fraudulent to say it's not about money when clearly if, if they had given him the max type contract that he wanted in July. He would have said okay. I actually don't think he would have. I don't. I, I don't think it's that either. I think he. I don't think he likes. I think he looks at Towns and Wiggins and mistakenly with Towns and just thinks those guys aren't wired the right way. So I got. I, I need to get out of here. But he's. So, but I he, he, part he, of it. He's saying that too. Yeah. No. It's a lot of things. And I then. Mean, and then the other part of it too yeah. is you see. You know, Jimmy feels this way about Wiggins. He's looking at Wiggins and saying he doesn't work hard. But then he saw Andrew get. The contract extension, the huge max contract extension, and then the rumblings about Cat. You know, he's he's got his feelings about Cat, and then everybody's asking Cat in the offseason about what about your contract extension, and Cat saying, "Well, we got to have some conversations about things first. I think it's a totality of everything. I'm I'm almost to the point now where I don't want this to end. I wanted it to end a couple days ago. Just, just get him out. Just get Josh Richardson in here from Miami. And but I think then yesterday happened. 
I almost want to see how far this can go. Like, how long? Oh, can, absolutely. How no. long can Glenn Taylor just not do and say anything? Right. Can they? Because yeah. if you just if you just don't do and say anything, I think Tom Thibodeau is going to sit back and maniacally laugh at all of this while Jimmy Butler says all of the things that he's probably been saying and wanting to say to the young players. We'll get to Kelly and Eric, and if any other Wolves fans out there, if you have thoughts on what's been happening the last couple of days, what you would do if you were in charge. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Mackie and Judd are back. We're about to make a whole lot of people around here real happy. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Quick check on your traffic. 94 westbound, we have a crash uh, in Minneapolis between uh, 5th Street and 35W. That's adding 16 extra minutes to your commute. And also 169 southbound, a crash near Savage. That's between Riverview Road and uh, Old Shakopee Road. Uh, that's Highway 13 and Highway 101. Extra nine minutes on your commute there. Should people think, because you are back in practice, that this is fixed or it's on its way to being fixed? Uh, I think people think that. I think people think that. I would think that, too. It's not. It's not fixed. Let's just be honest. It's, it's not fixed. Um, is it fixable? It could be. It could be. But... Uh, do I think so? No. Because you got to be honest. You have, I'm being honest. Do I think so? No. I'm being honest with you. But is everybody going to be honest? No. No. Everybody's not going to be honest. Uh, how, do you, how do you build a 10-digit, 10 10-figure 10 net worth? How do you build a 10-figure net worth and have zero concept of how to hire people or put together a culture that isn't toxic? How yeah. is you, it possible? You continue to ask us questions about a basketball team and people that we have no ability to answer because none of it makes sense. <laughs> Everything's rhetorical. Glenn Taylor, what I are have, you doing? I don't I can't explain it to you. Have I can't you, explain it to you. And Jimmy Butler, I love what he talks about. I'm the only honest person here. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you were being honest, you would have told Rachel Nichols that everything you yeah. did on Wednesday was orchestrated. And I know we talked about this yesterday. I am so sick of of these comparisons, Jimmy Butler to other star leaders and players. And yeah. like, well, Michael Jordan punched a teammate one time, and Kevin Garnett was this and this and this. And, you know, J- Jimmy Butler, first and foremost, loves himself some Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler loves himself more than he loves helping a team. And, I, you know, this is what's conflicting. If you had the right coach in place, and and some of the right peripheral pieces on the roster, you could let Jimmy sort of be that guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just going to go off on dudes at practice. He's a little, he's actually a little bit like you treat Dennis Rodman differently on a roster because he's really good, and he's going to just work his ass off. But they're they're weird in different ways. But but let Jimmy be Jimmy. Him, but asking him to be the face of a franchise is a different thing. Yeah, it has. It's zero for two at this point, right? Yeah, it's zero for two. Yeah. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Kelly and Egan. What would you do, Kelly and Egan? Well, one, I would get rid of uh, the ownership. Well, good luck. Management. <laughs> good luck right. with that. I understand, but uh, what I'm calling about is the Jimmy Butler BS. He says that in the same breath. I'm really passionate about the game. I believe that, but then he says I can't remember the last time I played. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't mix right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. He's also just, I don't know. He's, he is spinning a. I think he had said, like, I haven't, because she asked well, him about what happened at practice and why did that happen. And he was just like, well, because I haven't played in a while. 
Well, right. you know, I haven't played basketball in a long time. No, it was, it, it's it's all very calculated. Pete in Minneapolis. Yeah, well, I would, uh, unless I got the right offer, I'd make him play out the season. And I think he's a spoiled brat, you know, egomaniac. And, uh, but if he wants to get a good contract, he is a competitor. And if he wants to get a good deal somewhere else, he's going to have to play hard, hard for this team. And, uh, you know, and he would. And, uh, so, and maybe in a, in a kind of reverse psychology type of way, um, you know, if you make him play with all this controversy and everything, maybe he will lift the level of these other guys. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I would not be, uh, what I'm saying is I wouldn't, if I was Thibodeau and, and Glenn Taylor, I would not be willing to take just anything for him. Screw him. You know, he no. signed a contract, make him live up to it. And, you know, make it, make him, uh, make him, uh, Spend another uh, season in the Siberian North here, and uh, you know, work his work his way out. <laughs> yeah, Pete, thanks for the call, man. I mean, there is a, there are credible reports that the Wolves were offered Josh Richardson and a first round pick in some well, package for Jimmy Butler, you, which is a very formidable offer. He can't yeah. he can't play here because he can't be controlled. You proved that yesterday. There's nobody capable. If you had a head coach who could work with people. It might be doable, but you can't bring him onto a roster where he is going to essentially run things and and dress people down, including that coach. The only, If you want to squat on him, then what you need to do is have the guts to suspend him, which they're not doing. But it's not workable to think that this man can show up at any uh, workplace environment right now and function because Tibbs has proven he can't control him or he simply and won't Jimmy control knows him. that. And of course think, he does. think about it. In the interview, Jimmy said it several times. I know Tibbs. Yeah. I oh, know Tibbs. He's playing him like a fool. What, what is he communicating to you um, as all this is going on? That everything is moving along. That's what he's saying. You know, we know where your mind is at. Um, we're doing everything that we can, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I went into practice today and I competed. And right now, I know Tibbs. He's in there by himself. He locked his door, and he's smiling. He's laughing. I, Tibbs, I know you, man. I know you. He's like, yeah. You think he's happy with what happened today? Yeah. Tibbs, like me, he likes confrontation. He might not tell y'all. He likes it. <laughs> uh, 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 Randall in New Brighton. You're on yeah, Mackie and Judd. Taking, yeah, thank you for taking my call. I'm in heavy, stinking traffic, but uh, I appreciate it. Uh, if I were the owner... I would ship them off to the East Coast, Jersey or New York, where that media would crush them beyond recognition. No offense to you guys, you're already doing it, but the New York East Coast level, I think, would really uh, make me smile. And, uh, yeah, that's what I would Yeah, do. I think what's – thanks for the call, Randy. Here's, here's the thing with – I don't mean to cut you off, Phil, but here's the thing with Jimmy Butler and the New York media. You'd send Jimmy Butler out to New York – you know what he would say? Bring it. Right. And he's not, that's, that's, it's, you can't even really, the only thing you can really rip about him on the court is, okay, he's a little ball hoggy at the end of games mm-hmm. and he's not good at taking those shots. And that's what's, that's what's tough because Jimmy Butler, the player, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, there's 10 things every night you can rip him for energy, focus, shot selection, free throws, right? I mean, Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's a really good player. And the thing that you rip with him, and it's, and it's happened in Chicago and in Minnesota now is, He's the common denominator for these toxic locker room situations. Now, Tom Thibodeau was part of a common denominator at both as well. 
But things escalated in Chicago with Fred Hoiberg at the helm mm-hmm. and him and Jimmy Butler clashed. Jimmy on the East Coast would do absolutely fine, too. Yeah. Jimmy, look at... His all, personality is built all for you, that area. All you have to do to know what this guy is about is sit down and watch how charming he was. Two hours after going onto the court and swearing at teammates and coaches and the GM and melting down... He sits down and he's absolutely, those quotes are, he's charming. Mm-hmm. He's spinning a narrative the New York media would absolutely eat up. Mm-hmm. No, this guy's smart. The issue right now, he's easily the smartest guy in yeah. this dysfunctional situation. But you know what? This is what's, this is another, this is a symptom of our times. We take our eye off the ball. And the main focus here shouldn't be on Jimmy Butler anymore. Right. It's over with Jimmy Butler. I agree with you. It's yes. over yep. with Jimmy Butler. Yep. Like whether he plays next week or plays out till the trade deadline, like he's Jimmy Butler will not be a Minnesota Timberwolf beyond the 2019 calendar year. I don't think he's going to be a Timberwolf next week, but whatever that time frame is, it's a short-term thing. It's a lot of consternation and drama. The constant is the guy who owns the team. And I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's it's easy to sit here and Can you find him? and lob can I find him? Yeah, yeah I'd like to find him first know. before we know what to do with him. It's easy to sit and lob grenades at managers and general managers and coaches because they can be replaced, right? The more pressure you put, whether it's media or fans, we and sometimes you you get the pitchforks and the torches out and it's unwarranted. But when uh, when when Richard Pitino wins only four conference games, you know, get him out of here, right? When when a manager of a baseball team is underperforming, get him out of here, right? What the hell are you supposed to do when your owner of a basketball team is an absolute buffoon? That's That's been the case for 20 years. He's an absolute buffoon of an NBA owner. He's a laughingstock. This dude hired David Kahn and empowered <laughs> David Kahn to run a basketball, a professional basketball organization. This dude needed a search firm to find Tom Thibodeau. Imagine being the search well, firm that found Tom Thibodeau and now having that on your resume. I mean, and when it comes to Tibbs, I I will now say say because when when he was hired, I did not object one bit. In fact, I thought coaching wise, it, it was a really smart move. But as I said to you yesterday, how in the hell did you not a half hour in say this guy's mentality? He cannot run a basketball team. He's an incompetent executive. Like he's not just sort of bad. He is incompetent. He might have been a decent coach at one time. Now for 2018, I don't think so. But let's just say he coaches your, your team. He'd say, oh, you know, he's a little bit rough around the edges, but he mm-hmm. definitely knows basketball. Yeah. He doesn't know personnel. And like, I, he's not, he's incompetent. And I wonder, too, if that was part of the that extra of having front office power was part of what was going to seal the deal for Tom Thibodeau. And if Glenn Taylor's having a meeting with him and Tibbs is saying, yeah, I'll come here, but you got to give me control of the roster, personnel decisions, president of basketball operations, and Glenn Taylor sat back and said, "Okay, well, we really want you, so here you can have that too." Aren't you? Doesn't it? And that's you just. Ugh. Doesn't it infuriate you too that you look over? I know that Danny Ainge is a general manager, not an owner, but you look at decision makers in other areas, and mm-hmm. you know the Celtics go out and they search the world for a new coach, and everyone looks at them and says, "Brad Stevens, huh? Mm. Going to pull a guy from Butler and put him in Boston to be the NBA you know, coach of a legendary NBA team." Just a spot-on assessment of Brad Stevens from Danny Ainge. Whatever people Danny were, Ainge saw was 100% right, and Brad Stevens is maybe the best coach in the NBA. Two years ago, people were ripping Danny Ainge when the first trade rumors for Jimmy Butler were surrounding in 2016. 
and people thought that the Wolves might trade for him then when Tibbs mm-hmm. was hired. People were ripping Danny Ainge for not trading Jalen Brown mm-hmm. to Chicago for for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Here's the curious now, thing. Look at where the Celtics are. But here's the curious thing. Him. How does Glenn never learn a thing? It's it's crazy, isn't like it? Like he's always it's circling crazy. back to we're always it's back. Remarkable. It's it's like he doesn't even make new mistakes. It's mistakes of repetition. It is. And I almost feel a little, a little bad for him and that all he wants, and he had it with Flip, all he wants is for someone to come in and run this thing the right way so that he doesn't have to. And that's why he gave Tom Thibodeau so much power because, oh, like this is the guy that's going to run this thing the right way, just like Flip was the guy that was going to run this thing the right way. And it's a whiff. It's just a whiff. A whiff? Target center's burning to the ground as we speak. (laughs) 651-646-8255. Mackie and Judd with Manny Hill. Just trying to figure all this out from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Just hold your ass right there. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Please keep working during the following announcement. Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. Now up for grabs on the 1500 ESPN stream player, a $10 Panda Express gift card thanks to Luther Brookdale Toyota. Shop where Mackie shops. Head to the 1500ESPN.com website and click on the stream player to find out how to win. I love Tibbs. I love Tibbs. Um, But Tibbs is very smart. Tibbs is very smart. So I think sometimes he hears what he wants to hear. We got Tibbs. Look, here's Tibbs. Jimmy wants to play for Tibbs. They're guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't sit here and say that it's always in my best interest because he worked for the organization as well. And I have to I have to realize that. And I have to sit back and be like, well, he does care about you, but he does work for the organization. And his job is to do his best for the organization. Okay, how many how many in recent Minnesota sports history of players that have exited and then come back to booze and batteries being thrown at them. Like, where does Jimmy Butler rank on the Mount Rushmore of hated athletes to come back when he eventually goes to the heat or wherever it is? I mean, is he like Chuck Knobloch batteries and hot dogs thrown at him in left field? Hated? Is he A.J. Pierzynski booed for the next 10 years oh, every time oh, he steps in the oh, batter's he's box? definitely hated? there, yeah. Okay. He's definitely Pierzynski. Kevin Love got booed for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah Love did, but I think Love got booed a lot in his first game back, and mm-hmm. and the next time Cleveland came back, he got booed, but it wasn't there. I think I think Jimmy, depending on on if he goes east or stays in the west, but I think Jimmy is is a Przinsky type of just booed vociferously for a long time. I think we might throw batteries at him. I really think so. I I think Min, it's Min, harder on a court though. But Min, Minnesotans they they can sniff out this prima donna stuff almost to a fault where we, you know we. We would rather not. We would rather have a team of likable figures than have a coach that rubs you the wrong way or a player that's a little prima donna. I mean, listen to this soundbite here. Is it the "It's not fixed" one? Let me find it here. Oh, this one here. Listen to this again. And like, how, how is this ever supposed to play in Minnesota? I love. It's not about money. So tell it's me not. what it's about. It's about like saying we need you. We want you here. We can't do this without you. And that was the disconnect all year long. Like you're you're saying one thing and you're saying it and you're saying it and you're saying it. I mean, I've I've learned enough times in life that, you know, saying something is completely different than acting upon it. 
say accents speak louder than words, whatever quote you want to use. And when it came to that point, it was like, I let y'all know what the deal was as soon as you traded for me. I told you the truth from day one and I will continue to do it. And I did it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, slap in the face. I, I don't know how to put it. This high maintenance, needy. Oh, he's incredibly needy. Prima Donna. I feel wanted. Yeah. Which I, which I think goes back to his, his childhood where, where he didn't, didn't have that. Like, I think he's a very, I think we're talking about a very complex, deep. somewhat mixed up person. I don't think we're talking about a normal run-of-the-mill guy. Well, no, clearly not. <laughs> and no, but I'm. But the point, the point is, is I think his whole need to to have absolute approval is is real. It just involves the money. That's what it did involve. And that's, to him. that's that's why I made the comparison to To because it, it was very yeah. much the same thing with To. And you know, and I don't know if that I don't think that makes him a bad guy. I don't think it made To a bad guy. But it's just it's one of those things where these type of guys have to be in certain types of situations and certain types of locker rooms with certain types of leadership. Let's go to uh, John in Bloomington. John, you're on the show. Hey, guys. Um, can I smoke something by you before you hang up on me? Um, I, I want to just say this. Uh, is it possible that the Wolves would be better off keeping Jimmy Butler and getting rid of, say, Wiggins? Because I'm not a big NBA guy, so you can tell me I'm wrong, but two years ago we had Pat and Wiggins, and their record's pretty miserable. You insert Jimmy Butler, they quickly become uh, a playoff team in one year, and yeah, the maturity of Wiggins and Pat is, is probably some part of it, but I just wonder why we keep saying we've got to keep Wiggins and Pat and you're getting rid of a guy that may have been the catalyst for your team getting to the playoffs and becoming a more competitive team. So yeah, John, th- yes, it's a great question, and thank you for the call. But the answer is it's impossible to trade Andrew Wiggins unless yeah. you start to handcuff assets because no one's going to want to take he a has, max contract for a guy who's not one of the 50 or 100 best right players now. in the league. He has zero value right now. And that contract, which is just starting now, by the way, is massive. Massive for a 23-year-old who has been in the league for four years and for the most part, aside from a few moments, has really underachieved. Yeah. The the two fixes would have been, and then this would have required, again, a different president of basketball operations who actually has empathy and understanding of bringing people together and who is an actual leader, which Tom Thibodeau isn't any of those things. But the two fixes for this franchise would have been, number one, Get Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler in a room after the season was over mm-hmm. and see if you could fix it. Say, listen, none, none of this other stuff matters. The, n- nobody else on the roster, all due respect to everybody else on the roster, you guys are the only two dudes who matter. You are two of the top 15 or 20 players in the NBA, and and you have these uniquely complementary positions and skill sets, and 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 if, if we can just find a way to... To reach a middle ground with you two guys, what is it going to take? Like, let's literally have a summit. If it takes a week, it takes a week. Mm-hmm. How do we get you two guys to breathe the same air and to see the long-term vision the same way? Like, what do I need to do to do as a president of basketball operations and a coach to put you guys in the same direction together? Because if you guys can operate together, this is one of the best duos in the NBA. It's not Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors, Hall of Famers all over, but I mean, this is a great place to be for five years. And that never happened. Tom Thibodeau either had no interest or just thought that there wasn't a problem. 
And then if you ha- if, if if you've somehow got that problem fixed, the second thing would have been to get rid of Andrew Wiggins in that contract. Yes, because then because maybe you would have had to give up Tyus Jones in a first round pick just to get rid of it. But then you can start to put actual valuable players who understand their role and play defense and shoot threes around Cat and Butler. Those would have been the only two things on my priority list if I were Tom Thibodeau entering the offseason, and he did neither one of those. Came nowhere close to doing either one of those. If Butler was rational and we got wind of the only problem was with Andrew, so he, he loved Cat. Like, he got it. He said, he said I got to work with Cat more. Cat could be tougher, but you got to get rid, or, or this guy drives me nuts, and it's Andrew. It would have been done. You would, but, it would have been done by but, but you would also say... Jimmy's exactly right. Hooray, Jimmy. Yes, you're exactly right. Yeah. But it's the fact that he turned on everybody, including a potential superstar talent. That's that's why so many of these conversations about this this team and what's transpiring right now go back to rational thought. Like just do this and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It does. But nobody's rational here. Yeah. So you can't you can't have a conversation about if Butler got it it would be totally different but he doesn't like imagine how great you would feel about this organization right now they were this is classic wolves too where they just it just comes out like it's all uh, like morphed in the wrong way and it's just disfigured mm-hmm. like they've got like how many organizations in the NBA would die to have Carl Anthony Towns or Jimmy Butler and you have both, both. and you screwed it up. Because your leadership sucks, mm-hmm. you've given too much money to mediocre or bad players, and so it makes Jimmy Butler's frustrations heightened even more. Yes, you have. You it is. We're talking about Carl Anthony Towns as being a generationally talented big man, seven footers who can shoot threes at a forty percent clip and score twenty and twelve on a nightly basis and pass. Right? I mean, there's not many seven footers outside of Dirk Nowitzki and Kevin Love in the history of basketball. And put what was Larry Bird six foot nine? I mean, we're and Dirk Dirk is I guess Dirk is seven feet. Seven feet. I mean, yeah. we're talking about a small handful of people in the history of the league that have that type of a skill set. And you have Jimmy Butler. Franchises would die to have those. And here we are on the verge of complete and utter collapse and firing coaches and, and but, Jimmy Butler wanting and his Butler way out. turned he screwed on it up and Butler turned on Cat and nothing was done. Yep. You did zero. Yep. In fact, you're just, sorry. We'll get to Tim in a second. I just I, I have one more take off this. Now that you've, we've got into this, your only job as a coach and a president of basketball operations, it doesn't ma- X's and O's don't matter. The roster and tweaking the complementary players and whether you get Anthony Tolliver or not doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler's relationship, and if those guys can coexist. Because you could, honest to God, fill out the rest of the roster with a bunch of those dudes from Lifetime Fitness and probably sniff the playoffs if Cat and Butler are operating in lockstep with each other. But you apparently didn't view that relationship as important enough to intervene when the writing was on the wall the entire summer. Or you were told get the hell out of or here. You, or you were told four days after the season, I want out, yeah. and you ignored it, and you ignored it, and you ignored it until it, it was too late. And now, now you're forced to lie about pres- what transpired. And yeah. as a president of basketball operations, that you just that you're not doing your job. If you're ignoring something like that, if Jimmy Butler told you four days after the season was over his frustrations, and you ignored it, and you did nothing for four months. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, all of this for me is, is also directed at Glenn Taylor, probably mostly at Glenn Taylor. Tim in St. Paul, go ahead, man. 
Yeah, hi. Uh, I don't even know where to begin, but uh, <laughs> neither do we. Things. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I think uh, I think we're all um, overrating uh, Butler's value a little bit. I, I I'm sick of hearing how good he is. He's a he's a decent player. He's a he's a number two. He's not even a number one player. Um, and by the way, we should not buckle to him, his whims or his demands. We should play him one minute a game and 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 just to, to teach him a lesson. I mean, we should file a, a, a grievance with the NBA and not pay him. And then also, by the way, this is a, a, something I've been thinking of a long time. I think it's time for the, the Timberwolves to change their name. And I'm serious about this because the, the name Timberwolves is synonymous with losing. We've had one good year in 25 years. I think we should change our name to the Minnesota Shooting Stars. That's what I think. I think that'd be a great right. switch. I mean, um, I might just promote the Lynx. Just go to the North Stars if you're going to be shooting stars. Maybe promote, promote is the wrong word. The Lynx are not beneath the Timberwolves. Promote is not the right word. Um, I mean, we do have the football hour coming up, but <laughs> hell, if we just did this for the next hour and a half, I don't know. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> it's, this is a therapy session. <laughs> It's, this is, this it's is, bizarre because it's really pathetic and sad, yeah. but I can't stop talking about it. But part of it, too, is it's 30 years of frustration boiling over as well. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a frustrating situation for Wolves fans, period, in a vacuum. But then when you pile on how much time and energy a lot of people have invested, if not for the entire 30 years, jumping on and off the bandwagon, which I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I sense that as well. 651-646-8255. It's Mackie and Judd with Manny Hill in the TCL Broadcast. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Come on, there's so much to do. On 1500 ESPN. Just a quick check on your traffic here. 169 southbound. We have a stalled vehicle uh, between 494 and Anderson Lakes Parkway near Edina. Uh, look out for a stalled vehicle and a lane is blocked. Otherwise, uh, things are moving around okay around the area. So what would you say all of this has to do with? If it's not them, what is it? It's that nobody wants to tell the truth. That's what it is. Nobody wants to be honest. When somebody makes a mistake, you look the other way. Not me. If I make a mistake, you tell me. If I gamble, stop gambling. But if I do something that you don't like, tell me. Don't be like, hey, da-da-da-da-da. Don't talk to me like that. Talk to me like, look, you know you're not supposed to do that. So that's how I talk to people when they do something they're not supposed to do, and it's just like, whoa, he doesn't like that guy. No, it's not the fact that I don't like the guy. That's how I get my point across. Good God. <laughs> this is, I, I simultaneously love this, but I hate it because I want the Wolves to be good. Yes. And... I don't know. The Wolves have done They're exactly the, the same. Yeah, we've already watched this show. We've watched this show play out so many times over 30 years where they have a star player, but then they can't get the coach right and the GM right, and there's infighting, and then some drama happens, and I'm with it you, blows though. up. I'm with you now. It's gone so far. Let's keep it going for a while. But we've seen we've we've seen them hit the detonate button on the organization. I know, and then but have don't to you trade wanna, away a star player? But don't you want to see where where this whole thing with Butler ends up? Is he going to keep coming to practice if they don't trade him? Is he going to punch Wiggy next? Try and punch Towns next? Tibbs maybe? I mean, there's so many variables of things is that could happen. Has, 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 oh, has I'm he, sure he could. I don't be. know if he is. I don't know if he's a fighter. I think he talks a big game. I mean, KG will punch your lights out. That's a good. You know what? I think Michael Jordan will punch right. your lights out. I think Kobe Bryant would punch you. Shaq, 
Shaq tried to kill somebody in a game one time. After what I don't know if Jimmy would. After what he did Wednesday, I feel like if they do practice again and he's going to melt down, where does he go next? He's got to punch somebody. It's sort of the next step. You have no choice. You have no choice. I mean, you can't melt down and then melt down again. <laughs> They're going to be like, shut up, quit talking. And then he has to go punch Wiggy. It's like that scene. Okay, Manny got us with a movie reference yesterday. Have you guys ever seen Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell? And there's a yep, scene yep, where... Yes, I, yes, I, 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 I might have seen that one. I think so. There's a scene <laughs> yes, in, in the backyard where uh, where it's like Ryan Gosling has this epiphany. Oh, I have to I have I have to punch this guy and he like cracks his knuckles and walks up and just punches the actually it was Kevin Bacon that he punched in the movie. Kevin Bacon Poor was in Kevin the movie Bacon. too. Yeah. Uh we have full phone lines. <laughs> if you want to rant about the Timberwolves and Glenn Taylor and this is Wolves vent line right now. 651-646-8255. Let's go to uh, Leroy in St. Paul. You're on the show. Hey, can you hear me? We got you now. Yep, yep. Oh my god. Mackie right. and Judd. <laughs> I look. I, I cannot express the depth of my love for you guys right now. We love you too, Leroy. Yeah, exactly, Leroy. My heart is pounding. I mean, I'm nervous, but my only question is, what in tarnation kind of poop program is the Penguin running? What is going on? The Penguin. I mean, the, this <laughs> man. This man allowed an individual to essentially cuss out an entire organization, and. Did nothing except cancel practice. What has happened to the NBA? All right, so here's I got two points. Number one, I've I've heard people laud Butler as you know uh, ride or die kind of guy. You know, tough. You know, has heart, has all these characteristics. And I know KG still with us, thank God. But it is an absolute insult to Kevin Garnett and the type of leader he was the fact that people are lauding jimmy butler and putting him giving giving him some of the the same characteristics saying oh it's tough love and these guys need to be toughened up is absurd because all jimmy's doing is being a diva for the money at this point yeah we we all know that and leroy it's it's an awesome phone call keep calling we appreciate uh your take there here's another way to look at this too so jimmy this is where jimmy's just again he's a, a failure as a leader Jimmy is looking at Townsend Wiggins and saying, those guys are soft. They need to be tougher. As opposed to, how can I, man, as a guy who figured out how to get the most out of my talent, how can I find the key that unlocks those guys? What can I, what do I need to do? And, and it's like he has one gear in his mind, and it's browbeat, browbeat, browbeat. Same thing for Tom Thibodeau, by the way. Browbeat, yeah. browbeat, browbeat. As opposed to, Okay, I've got these two really talented players on my team. How do I unlock them? Well, how do I communicate with them in a way that gets them to play at closer to their top capabilities, right? No, you will do what I say, the way that I want it. Well, that's not working. For either one of you dudes, that's not working. So whatever your end goal is, and if it is play on a team that's awesome with talent, and I mean, that's not the way that you unlock those guys. Because I don't think Jimmy is capable of elevating other guys around him. Now, he obviously, he made the Wolves a better team, but in terms of getting the most out of a Carl Anthony Towns or, you know, even more so an Andrew Wiggins, it, he, he's just not a guy. Because he, Jimmy came into the league with, and he joined a Chicago team that was already full of veteran guys, you know, Carlos Boozer and Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose and all those guys. That was Luol Dang. They were already a veteran 
team, so he didn't have to be a part of trying to build younger guys up. I love how you just named the Wolves roster right there. Pretty much, right? (laughs) Pretty much, right? What's Kirk Heinrich doing today? Can we get him him to practice? He's probably at lifetime. But Tibbs didn't care. Tibbs wanted his guy, got his guy, and he never he never looked at Butler and said, This is is not a great fit. He looked at Butler as the marquee piece to reassembling his Bulls teams. It's why he's a terrible executive. Yeah. Let's take one more on this here for now. We're gonna get Collar in here and Tom Pelicero too. Paul and Savage, go ahead, man. Hi. Um we've heard people complain about the NFL that because of Colin Kaepernick and all those people taking a knee that we should never watch NFL. We should boycott it. Well, that's asinine. And and I feel the same way about the Timberwolves. To spend one minute attempting to enjoy this team or have any passion for this team is asinine. This has gone on, like you said, for 30 years. It goes back to a team when it was first developed, uh, didn't win. Then we finally get some players and then a guy won't, he can't sign a contract for 11 or 14 million because he needs to feed his family. Then we get Garnett and what's his face and he wants to leave because he wants to be the show. Then, then we were signing, uh, contracts under, under the table. Uh, yeah. Under the table. And, and now we get, we finally get a coach who we think we can, uh, who can coach. We get some players who we think can play, and we make a decent, tra- a good trade for a player who is supposed to help along, and we're still back at at negative zero. Um, th- this is just asinine to spend one minute on this Timberwolves team. Yeah, there, there's got to be another sport out there. Yeah. Well, we've just. <laughs> We've Paul just, actually sounds just like he's spent been a week. Paying, <laughs> Paul sounds like he's been paying attention for a while because he brought up the Joe yep. Smith thing and I know it's the history of the Timberwolves right yeah, there. It's hard to quit. Sounds like he's been paying attention. Matthew Collar, Tom Pelissero, and more from you guys too out there. We've got oh, we can sprinkle in some phone calls. Wolves Ventline will continue on at least in part in the football hour. Mackie and Judd from the TCL broadcast studio. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Do I have your word on that, sir? Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. On 1500 ESPN.